Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, this is Akemi. Welcome to The Daily Dharma podcast. So, I hope your week has been okay. Mine has been extremely busy, which is why I took a break last week. But we are back this week and we're going to go into the second half of the Sigalavada Sutra, which is the good friends part. So just as a quick recap, last um, episode, we talked about the different types of friends who are kind of pretending to be friends, but are not really friends. And in this episode, we want to focus on who are the people who are actually your friends, or rather, what kind of qualities are the people who are truly loyal to you and who truly care about you exhibiting? Because I'm not going to lie, it's actually pretty damn hard sometimes to really distinguish between people who really care and people who are just pretending to care. Because if you think about it, there's a lot to be gained by showing people that you care. When people think that you care, um, they're going to be there for you. They're going to support you when you when when they need it. Um, you basically, it's more or less like an emotional exchange of support. So when someone, you know somebody cares about you and you believe that somebody cares about you as your friend, um, acquaintance, partner, whatever it is, you put yourself out there for that person and to you still, you make a lot of sacrifices to support this person. Um, but on the other hand, the, the kind of the other side of that is that it's actually rather easy to manipulate people into believing that you care when you actually don't. And the way to actually figure out whether or not someone is using you, because unfortunately that happens, or simply just, you know, actually being a good friend is through this kind of wisdom where we just learn to look at people critically and not necessarily with anger, not necessarily with hatred, not necessarily as in, oh my gosh, this person is pretending to be my friend just to use me. This makes me so angry and unhappy and mad, but rather just to be objective about the situation. Because at the end of the day, we don't have time for everybody. We don't have time to have a million people in our lives. So for the people we do choose to keep in our lives, we have to be really selective about making sure we're keeping the right people. And when we kind of like listen to these kind of sutras and we make sure we have that critical thinking hat on, the thinking hat of like examining the people around us and their qualities and making sure that they're in alignment with our well-being and our best interest, I think is an essential practice to stay sane. Um, because I don't know about you, but I've I've had this happen to me many times where I think somebody is my friend and I put myself out there for them and I make a lot of sacrifices to make them happy. And then later on, I find out that they've actually been detrimental to my well-being because whenever, when, when it comes to my happiness and what's best for me, they don't prioritize that and they don't support that. And when you have people like that in your, in your life, that's actually very frustrating because again, you put yourself out there in order to make sure 
that that person can also support you in return. And if that person doesn't want to support you, that's okay. Not everybody in our lives are going to give back to us the way we give to them. However, that has to be transparent. That has to be clear. They can't want to be seen as kind of like an equal exchange friend, like a true, deep, important friend. They can't expect you to prioritize them, but for them not to prioritize you in return, if that makes sense. So anyways, enough of my rambling. Let's just get to the sutra and see what the sutra says on who is actually our true friend. So there's four different categories, just like last time, of good friends as we went through the four categories of bad friends. So the first is the helpmate. And these are the four qualities of the helpmate friend. So they guard the heedless. They protect the wealth of the heedless. They become a refuge when you're in danger. And when you need something from them, they provide you with the double, like a double of what's needed. And I think this is so interesting that they say heedless. So it's not necessarily that they protect you when everything is okay and there's nothing happening in your life, but they protect you when you are actually vulnerable, aka you're drunk or, you know, you're in a dire financial situation and you're very vulnerable to the wrong people. Whenever you are actually in danger, they're there for you and they actually protect you. And not just that, they don't just protect you, they protect your wealth. They make sure that like whatever you need for your financial well-being is protected. And on top of that, um, they're happy to provide refuge. So I think what this means is like either an emotional refuge. So if you need to talk to somebody and just have someone on speed dial just to keep you sane, um, that is that person will do that for you. And also physical security, which is, hey, if you need a couch to sleep on and you just need a safe place to just decompose, they're happy to open up their home to you. And then the fourth is... Whenever And I like this one, actually, because this one is quite interesting because it makes a distinction between people who just give you what you ask them to sort of get and also people who actually give you more than what you're asking for. Because in this sutra, it's what they're saying is that a true friend doesn't, at least in this category, doesn't necessarily just only give you what you are asking for. This person gives you twice what you're asking for. So if you're asking them for $1,000, they're going to give you 2000 If you're asking them for like two hours, they're going to give you four. And it's, it's just really interesting to me that maybe it's actually very astute to look at people's particular level of generosity to see how generous is this person really? Is this person just kind of rising to meet my expectations or rather are they going above and beyond to make sure that I'm getting the help that I need and the support that I need. So I just find that fourth point of the helpmate just so interesting and distinct because definitely if somebody gives you double what you need, what you're asking for, now that that's something you remember for the rest of your life. So I thought that description is really interesting and one that's easy to remember as well. All right, so let us move on to the second type of good friend, which is they who are the same and happiness and sorrow. So I think the gist of this one is more or less, this is the person who is 
the same, or rather they don't change their behavior towards you, whether you are in a bad situation or a good situation. And this is really reassuring because it kind of goes to show that this person is not going to change their opinion of you and not going to change how they treat you based on your life circumstances. And I think this is very poignant. Like it's, it's very, it's a very important quality, especially in a time like COVID-19 where people will look at you differently. If you, for example, you lose your job or you can't afford the same things you used to afford, or you're going through difficulties um, and are, are not available um, as much as you used to be because you have a lot of emotional and physical things that you are facing right now. And I think friends like this who are able to kind of just look at you the same way and see you as the same person as you are in good times and bad are just so invaluable because when you talk to them, even when you're in a really bad situation, the way they treat you reminds you of the person that you were when you were not in a bad situation. And in a way, it just gives you hope. It gives you confidence. It gives you this reassurance that, hey, you know what? Maybe I can still be that person one day or rather I can still retain the good that I used to have in my life eventually when this bad time passes and things like that. So here are, let's look at the particular qualities of this, um, of this good friend, which is number one, they actually reveal their secrets to you. Number two, they will hide and make sure not to tell your secrets to anybody else. Number three, even when you're going through bad shit, they don't give up on you. They don't let go of you. They will be there for you. And then number four, this is pretty heavy. They're willing to sacrifice their life just for you. I think, again, like, I don't know what is it about the fourth points, but the fourth point is like, whoa, like, so this is a friend that is willing to sacrifice their life for you. And it's not like you really quite know this until the situation actually you know, rears up in your life and they actually do do this and hopefully that doesn't happen. But I think in a way like this friend is the person that you know you can trust and who is there for you emotionally and who is not afraid to be vulnerable around you and to accept your vulnerability with, you know, both of their, both of their arms wide open. This is a very wonderful and supportive friend who is able to just really understand and absorb whatever it is you're going through, good or bad, and who is there for you, especially in difficult times when you feel like you can't really trust anybody or you don't have anyone by your side. All right. So that's that just reading that description kind of warms me heart um, because I mean, the truth is like, I feel that like I'm very much that person to other people. And I'm sure you can relate to this where we feel that like we are this person to other people, but other people are not just for us. And in a way, like, I think it's wonderful to know as well that like you can also be a good friend and reading the sutra and getting these insights actually allows us to learn how to be better friends to the people we care about and how to be better sort of caretakers or carers, um, whenever they're going through a difficult time. So I think in a way, this the wisdom of the sutra goes both ways. And there's just a lot to gain from analyzing things objectively 
and just seeing, hey, from a third party lens, how am I as a friend? And also, how are the people in my life actually doing as my friends? Anyways, so the third type of friend is the one who gives you good advice. So in the sutra itself, it says good counsel, but I like to kind of paraphrase things in a simpler, more modern way. So yeah, so this is the person who gives you good advice. So what does that mean? Number one, they stop you from doing bad shit. So evil. Um, Number two, they encourage you to do good things. Number three, they'll tell you stuff that you're not aware of yourself. And it's interesting, like this point, especially very much reminds me of how sometimes when you're dating somebody and you're in love with that person, you don't see the fact that this this love is actually draining you and it's not healthy for you, but your friends and family will kind of tell you like, hey, actually, you know what? I don't think this person's healthy for you. And you might be in love, but you might consider just kind of taking a step back because we're worried for you. So that's what came to mind. And then the fourth quality is, this person points out the path to heaven. So I think it's very clear that like the first type of good friend, actually, it's interesting, like as I talk about this, I'm starting to see this pattern, but the first type of good friend is very much like materialistic. It's This is the friend that is generous materially, financially, um, kind of physically with like the more material things in life. The second type of friend is the most emotionally generous friend. This is the friend that is there for you emotionally and is there to support you and bolster you through difficult times and even sacrifice their life for you if uh, if need be. And then the third type of friend, the one that gives good counsel, good advice, this is the spiritual guy. This is the f- spiritual friend who basically s- calls you out on your shit when you're not doing things right, um, who pushes you to do good, to actually look beyond yourself and to expand yourself spiritually as a citizen of the world um and who basically just says hey like i'm gonna be your spiritual blind spot and like i can actually show you and tell you how to get to heaven which i think you know in the buddhist sense heaven is not really like heaven i don't think it's really necessarily heaven like as a destination but rather how to walk the good path how to walk the best path in front of you in your life because this person allows you to and guides you towards becoming the best version of yourself and i think that's heaven um heaven is not necessarily again like a place you go to where when when you die but rather heaven is like the best version of your life that you can be living right now if you are able to make sure that you make the right decisions. So I think this is really wonderful that, you know, just having, being that friend to other people, um, as well as having somebody like this in your life who is always making sure that your actions, words, thoughts are aligned with the kind of life you want and that life you want and the direction you're going in is a positive one for yourself. And it's interesting because like when I think of this particular category, I very much think of my parents. I think about, um, because like they're Buddhist too and they have a lot, like every parent is very much invested in their child's future. But I, you know, I always am thankful the fact that my parents are able to kind of point out when I might be doing things wrong. And obviously it's not always like black and white. Um, There's some things that my parents say are bad that I'm like, you know what, that's really not a big deal. 
But in general, I think they always want me to be going in a good direction. And I do appreciate the advice and the insights that they give me because it often happens that when I'm in difficult situations, they kind of point out things that I don't really consider. Um, and they allow me to sort of release negative things in my life, negative people, negative situations, negative experiences, um, by reminding me that I don't really need those things and I can move on and still be a whole and happy person without clinging to stuff that isn't healthy for me. So that's what comes to mind when it comes to the third type of friend. All right, so let us go to the fourth type of friend. So this is the person who sympathizes with you. And it literally just says, should be, is one who sympathizes. So let's see what this means because sympathy is a very broad term. Also, sorry, that's my cat. She's running around. I don't know why, but you know what? Cats, that's what they do. Anyways, so um, sympathy. So this person does not rejoice in your fortune, misfortune. This person rejoices in your prosperity. They restrain others from speaking badly about you. And they praise you. They praise people who speak well of you. So in short, this person is basically your cheerleader. And they want to just want to make sure that you're going in the right direction and when you are successful they feel happy for you genuinely happily happy for you and when you're not doing well like they generally don't feel happy about that and yeah so basically yeah this is the person who doesn't want other people to shit talk you and is only speaking well of you regardless and you know i just i like that black and whiteness of of those statements because i think in a way just because and I, it's it's interesting because, you know, when it comes to friendship, I think one of the most crucial elements is honesty. So if you're doing something wrong or like you've done something in a way that is harmful or bad to other people, I mean, that's totally valid. It could happen, right? Nobody is perfect. And just because we have friends um, doesn't make us like it doesn't necessarily necessarily mean we're not going to make mistakes in our career or in our personal lives or anything like that so i think in general though if somebody has a problem with your behavior they shouldn't be talking to other people about it they should go directly to you and i think this is really highlighted in the line that says restrains other people from speaking badly about you and then speaks well of you um, in front of others. I do think that a true friend is not going to allow other people to ruin your reputation or to put you down when you're not there, especially because they care about your long-term success. And if they have issues with you or they think that there's something about you that you should improve, they're going to do that in private. They're not going to do that in front of other people because that will tarnish your reputation. It'll tarnish your image. Um, it'll tarnish kind of everything that you've built up for yourself. And I find that really, really important because I think in a way, 
it's okay to be honest. It's okay to call each other out on each other's bullshit. Cause like, Hey, who doesn't have like a healthy load of bullshit? Um, who doesn't have things that in their lives that they're kind of delusional or deceitful about to themselves about, but, but there is a tactful way of addressing that. And there's a non-tactful way of addressing that and talking to other people who are not you about your problems and what you're doing wrong is not tactful. That's hurtful. And it's not healthy. Um, if you want to actually maintain like a friendship with the person you're talking about. So more or less people who really respect you and care about you are going to talk to you about what you need to improve. And they're not going to shit talk you about your situation to somebody else, because that's just not right. That's just not respectful. And I think the sutra kind of in the fourth category of good friend kind of makes that clear that, Hey, even if you're making mistakes, a good friend is not going to shit talk you and good friend is going to stick up for you and is going to still sing your praises because that's what good friends do. And I just like how clearly the sutra makes it. Anyhow, I think this sutra is one of those that it kind of stays with you because you, you always have it in the back of your head of like, oh, is this quality something that someone is exhibiting right now or have they exhibited that in the past, either a good one or a bad one. But I just think that in a way, like I highly encourage you to read it yourself as well and just to really mull, mull over it because there's just a lot to be gained from just making sure that the people in our lives are healthy for us and supportive of us and they're truly worthy of the time and energy we put into them um, and that they're not just masquerading as friends. Because I think those are some very, very damaging people that we just have to make sure that we don't make space and prioritize in our lives. You know, people make mistakes. Not everyone is going to be an amazing friend or amazing human being. However, if someone is not making good decisions and someone is not putting your best interest um, when it comes to their actions towards you and the actions that affect you, that's something that you should be concerned about. Because at the end of the day, again, the people around us have a huge impact on our quality of life. And people who don't really seem to care about that, um, and who are not going to value and protect our well-being in the same way that we do and protect their well-being and care about them, are ultimately just not worth keeping in our lives. And maybe it's time to just let go of them peacefully. Anyhow, so that is the end of this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed talking about this sutra with the good friends and bad friends. It feels really good to just be able to talk about this subject and all the wisdom that is contained in the sutra. And I hope it serves you well when it comes to making sure that you have the right people and the right friends in your life um, as you are going through good and bad. So anyhow... Thanks for joining me in this week's episode, and I will see you next week.